them to the northern hemisphere, which is um, within my realm of existence and where I find myself most often. So it is the those stories of the land that I know um, that I will share with you now. Um, but perhaps that looks different for you if you're in the southern hemisphere. So. You know, it's it's an exploration and um, seeing how it comes through for you. But either way, um, yeah, <laughs> this is within the context of the Northern Hemisphere for now. And during this time here, we find ourselves transitioning into winter. So we're, we're within the autumn season where the days are starting to cool down and become chilly and crisp. And the plants are withering away and dying. And the leaves of the trees are changing colors and igniting with transformation before the, they fall back to the earth and nourish the soils. And in general, there is this feeling of going back to the roots. So things are um, not as bursting with life as they were in the summer or they are, but perhaps in a different way. There is kind of this burst of energy that comes through right before everything um, quiets. Kind of like what we talked about within the realm of our luteal phase as well. Perhaps we, we feel this burst of energy within that time to finish up some things or to do some things that we want before the inevitable quieting finds us and we enter into a stillness. <clears throat> we can also see this um, in the land. And so now, also like I mentioned in the last episode, it's a really beautiful time for me that I'm enjoying. And the energetics are this kind of waning energy and this quieting and slowing. And, and so um, we can kind of feel this in the air and also witness this on the land as the animals are kind of preparing for winter or are leaving this place to find a warmer climate to spend the next few months. The plants are wilting away and um, dropping their leaves and going back into their source and their core and their roots. And things are beginning to slow down. So there isn't really so much growth happening anymore, but it's more this wilting and diminishing and so this is a time that we can see within transition so we are moving from this bursting of summer into this death of winter we're transitioning from life into death transitioning from summer into winter and within this time we can see a sort of portal opening in a way this veil that thins, so to speak, um, within this transition in between this life and death, there is a space, a sliver that is created from which we can uh, commune with the spirit world. And so when we talk about this veil that is thinning, it is found within this time of transition, of in-between, for then within that space, there is an opening that is created that we can glimpse into and move closer to. And yeah, 
uh, commune and receive the gifts that are offered there. So I find this a really beautiful way to kind of visualize um, what what that actually means when we say thinning of the veil or, you know, um, that in-between space. Uh, we can see it really beautifully within this transitioning time of autumn as we're not quite within the totality of winter yet. Things aren't quite totally still and dead and things also aren't like they were before this bursting of life and color. It is something in between and within this in between we can find something subliminal and spiritual and we can commune with those spaces. And so now it is an opportunity for us to, if we feel the call, uh, to commune with that space and all the things that come through that are um, for our highest good and supportive for our path. However, there is also um, a level of awareness, kind of, that... Um, of what we are calling in when we begin to commune with um, with these more spiritual aspects of life. For there may also be certain harmful influences that we don't necessarily want to be connecting with. And so being clear with our intentions of calling in those energies and those beings that are supportive of our path and um yeah and nourishing and what we are needing in that time and um clearing away or um, banishing any harmful influences not to say that this is a, a scary thing to do it's it's also just um in with any practice that we do being intentional with the kind of energies that we're working with and so yeah it's and it's a beautiful opportunity to connect with the spirits of those realms or we can also call them the ancestors the beings that were here before us the beings that dwell within the subliminal spaces that are still here yet in a different form we can see them as the the people of this land uh, the people of our lineage our family we can also see them as the, the spirits that now are a part of everything else around us, of the stones, of the mountains, of the trees. And traditionally, this time was about honoring the dead um, and yeah, honoring the ancestors, honoring the spirits. There was kind of a, an acknowledgement for that um, was in sync in many different parts of the world that this time meant um, this veil thinning, this spiritual connection, this ancestral connection that we could work with. And um, it was seen as, as a time to honor that and be in witness to that. And so I always find it really beautiful when these things sync up in so many different traditions and different parts of the world, for then we can see the underlying truth that is embedded within that. And we can see how it was received in so many different communities and traditions. And um, yeah, that truth there. 
Um, and we can see this, for example, within Samhan that is coming up. Also, Dia de los Muertos, like I mentioned, as well as what we now call Hallow Halloween, Hallow's Eve, that is coming up as well soon. Um, only just a few <laughs> of many. Um, and so, yeah, the, this time of year kind of calls in that energy that we can be in witness to. And originally, I, I wanted to do this episode... Um, more specifically within Samhan, although it ended up kind of expanding into and beyond this one holiday um, to explore really more so the, the energetics of what so many different traditions are celebrating and honoring and witnessing, which is this, um, yeah, this honoring the ancestors and this witnessing um, this time of transition this autumn time, this waning time, um, as a portal opening up into this realm that we may commune with. And so here we are being invited to work with our lineage, our ancestors, the ancestors of the land that we find ourselves within, and offering nourishment and witnessing these ancestors or these spirits Really, um, these two words um, I see as not necessarily the same, but I see them as deeply connected um, within my work with it. The ancestors are spirits and our spirits are our ancestors as well. I, I sort of see them as one and the same in the way they, they echo the stories of each other. Um, and so however you feel... Um, called to call it or however you work with it or see it um, now right now we are speaking upon um, those those beings that are upon the land that we commune with that guide us that are a part of us as well and we are telling their stories here we are remembering them and acknowledging their gifts and their burdens and their experiences that continue to also live on within us for we still carry them and this is where the, um, the work within our lineage comes into play for these gifts or these burdens that we carry um, comes from our ancestral line the, the family that has come before us uh, for their experiences have made us who we are. Their, those experiences are embedded within our bones and our memories and our instincts and our intuition. That is that ancestral line that is guiding us. And so how can we honor that and be in witness to that uh, and give thanks for it? And intentionally release those things that we are no longer needing to or wanting to carry within a lineage that perhaps um, has been carrying certain burdens that it's time to let go of. So there is this ritual that I learned um, from a book called The Twelve Wild Swans that I would like to share with you all now. Um, so it is called 
the heritage healing ritual and it is its intention is to um, witness the heritage that we are a part of for we are all indigenous to somewhere we are all uh, connected to a certain heritage and to certain traditions that is our lineage and our um, our bloodline and it is a part of who we are in some ways and whether we have um, a really present and deep connection to it or not this can be a practice that nourishes that awareness of that and acknowledges the those pieces that um, lay upon us and that feed our being um, so it is a, a ritual laid with four altars um, dedicated to the four directions and the four elements and within each there is an intention that is spoken and we go within a circle around them starting with the east um, or the, the element of air and within that altar we uh, hold a, a bowl of herbs of fragrant herbs that we smell and as we smell them and take in their fragrance and aroma we reflect on and take in all the blessings of our heritage all the gifts that we see from our heritage and from our lineage and yeah as we smell the herbs we are taking in those blessings and allowing them to come through to us and as we move um, within a circle now to the south altar to the element of fire we pick a lock of our hair and place it on a flaming candle that is in the center of that altar and as we burn that hair we are reflecting on what do we want to release from our heritage what no longer feels true for us to carry and what is needing to be let go of from these traditions and as we speak those intentions and do that act we are um, in both ways energetically and physically releasing and as we move on to the west altar there is a bowl of water in the center in devotion to the element of air or sorry of water <laughs> and um, in this altar we drop a pinch of salt within the bowl and as we do this we are speaking the the things that we grieve about our heritage what is asking to be grieved and to be seen in this way um, and as we do this act again and speak these words we are um, we are echoing those in, in both of those actions physically and energetically and as we move on to the north pole or the north altar this is the element of earth and within the center there is a bowl of food or fruit it can be from our um, traditional lands or it can be not whatever feels true for you and within this space we eat a piece of this food or this fruit and acknowledge and witness the nourishment that we receive from our heritage this nourishment that sustains us from our lineage and give thanks for it and witness it.
And in these ways, um, we can also create a practice that reflects on um, the, the beauty and the gifts of our heritage as well as the burdens. For, yeah, like I mentioned, our ancestors have carried both and have passed on many of these different things in whatever way it looks to us as well. And within this space, we can intentionally acknowledge those spaces within us where we feel those gifts and that beauty and that truth and where we feel those burdens and that heaviness and that grief and just acknowledging those spaces. Um, in this way, we can also learn about our relationship with our heritage in a deeper way. Um, yeah, and nourish those spaces of also the experiences and stories of our ancestors. And this is, this is where um, the work of connecting and communing with the spirits and the ancestors can be so valuable, for it opens up an opportunity for us to uh, nourish our relationship with ourselves in these ways. For like I mentioned, they weave together who we are as a being. They are the internal mycelium of our, you know, inner soils and what the foundations from which we grow. And so exploring our relationship with those aspects of ourselves, where do we feel that heaviness and grief and those burdens perhaps that we are carrying and continuing to heal that perhaps aren't necessarily us. Perhaps they don't stem from our own experiences. It is something that we are carrying from those who have come before. And this is an opportunity to explore that and to acknowledge those and acknowledge the ancestors who also carried those burdens and perhaps working to um, unravel them and transmute them so that they can be transformed into what is being needed rather than um, remaining stuck perhaps within something that has been stagnant as well as uh, seeing the gifts and the beauty from our heritage and our ancestors, the, the blessings that they have passed down to us. Um, for we can find those as well. We can find so many different complexities within our relationship with our ancestors and our heritage. And perhaps there is um, heavy burdens, and with those burdens come abundance of blessings and gifts as we choose to see them and acknowledge them. And so what are these blessings? How can we give thanks for them? How can we celebrate them and continue to practice them and um, you know, take on those traditions that feel true for us and perhaps expressed in a different way and um, unraveling them in a way that are ways that are practiced um, with the times that we are in now. Or it is also okay to update or change and transform those traditions into ways that fit us now, depending on the, the contexts of um, our heritage. For example, my heritage comes from the lands of Masronia in the Balkans of Europe, uh, Southeast Europe. 
and um, those lands for centuries now have um, been kind of taking on the, the stories of Christianity where before there was um, earth-based traditions that were buried and forgotten and lost for a lot of the people now over centuries of different forms of domination um, have taken on certain traditions of other cultures and other religions. Um, and so now there's a heavy context of Christianity within um, even the more spiritual teachings and practices. Um, and so perhaps that doesn't totally resonate with me, um, and yet I can still kind of unravel those traditions and reflect on perhaps what they used to be, what they were before. Um, as we speak these stories, we are also unraveling all the different influences of the, the, those who have spoken them and their own, um, you know, interpretations of them. So, um, these stories, just like different fairy tales and old wives tales they have been told and retold so many different times with so many different mouths and beings and expressions and so this is also um exploring what that looks like for me um what feels true for me what what is kind of the core teaching or tradition or energy of what is trying to be conveyed through that tradition that you know, has been laid on with all these different interpretations and contexts and kind of stripping them back and finding the core of it and finding what is true for me. And so for me, that meant um, stripping back some of those contexts of Christianity and those interpretations of uh, those stories that didn't exactly fit with the way that I live my life and express myself and stripping them back into the core of what are they trying to express or what is the intention here beyond all of that. So, yeah, it is your own exploration of what all this can mean for you and what you choose to continue to carry on within your lineage and what you choose to let go of or what you choose to not necessarily practice. Um, or we don't need to feel the need to um, practice certain traditions just because they have been practiced for so long or it has been passed down to you and yet it doesn't necessarily feel true for you. We don't need to feel this pressure for um, when we nurture our own relationship with our heritage and our ancestors and we can just explore what is being asked of us as individuals and as a part of these communities um, yeah, and honoring what that truth is. Within um, different traditional um, communities and indigenous communities that have been uh, more tied to their lineage and their like ancient ways more than other places of the world. For example, here in North America with the Native American traditions, 
they have been um, more in, in touch with those aspects of themselves. Although it has been attempted to be diminished and lost, it still remains and they have um, a, a closeness to those aspects of themselves more so than I see in, for example, the part of the world where I am from. And I feel that that perhaps is where a lot of us try and, and seek those things that we're looking for in other traditions. Um, and it's, you know, it's also okay to a certain extent to gain inspiration from others and from other parts of the world, or that is the world that we live in now. We're all intermeshed and um, and that's, you know, okay. Uh, it's just coming back to also exploring and honoring our own roots and our own ancestors and all of the magic that they have woven, even if that means perhaps needing to look and remember a bit further into history um, when they were still in touch with those aspects of life. And even um, our, our recent ancestors, what were the gifts and the burdens that they carried that, you know, we can work with again. And so these traditions that I mentioned, um, for example, here and in other parts of the world, uh, there is still this uh, connection to ancestral work um, within these ancient ways. This this part of life that is honoring the ancestors is just woven into everyday life and into a ceremony. It is just a, a part of things. And so, depending on with which perspective we're looking at it on, um, an ancestral work um, and this work with our heritage um, is just a part of us. Like I mentioned before, a, a part of who we are, a um, it is inseparable from any other part of us. And this is remembered still in some different traditions around the world that we can now remember through them and through our own relationship and exploration of this. Um, we can see what this looks like for us, um, this ancestral work. And it's interesting to see now how in these um, more Western, let's say, societies, there has been a bit of a forgetting of these aspects of life, forgetting of the, the value of our elders and our ancestors and the spirits of the land that continue to guide us. Um, there isn't so much emphasis really on that stuff. Um, when we compare it to different traditions that still remember those and practice those. So it's interesting to see that and see um, why it can be important and valuable for us and for our path, why it can be nourishing to acknowledge those beings and spirits that still continue to guide us today. Or exploring, do we still feel like we're being guided by something beyond ourselves? Do we still feel like we're being protected um, by this realm, by these spirits? Do we still feel like they 
influence us and are a part of us in unseen ways for yeah um in in these different um traditions from other places upon this earth that is still present and like i said inseparable from any other part of life and it is also unthinkable to imagine a life without those aspects of creation without acknowledging those parts of life and so yeah this is also an invitation to explore what what that means for you does that feel valuable for you and significant and important and if so how how can you nourish those connections and uh, deepen those relationships in whatever way that looks like for you where there is no um, one part like one way to do it uh, it is more so an acknowledgement of those parts of who we are and speaking those stories of us and our family of our mothers and fathers of our grandparents of our great-grandparents and so on and so forth what are those stories of our lineage how can we speak them for speaking these stories in itself is deeply healing medicine this idea of story as medicine is also something that i will get into in a future episode that i feel ties beautifully still into this idea of ancestral work um these is speaking the stories of our of our land of the land that we dwell on the land that we come from the stories of our ancestors and even our own stories um what is the stories of our how we grew up and our heritage um, and this can really open up a lot within us and for allowing us to see perhaps in different ways and to find wholeness and acceptance within that where perhaps there is um, guilt or shame or confusion or in some ways disconnection from where we come from and who we are and in those ways who we are by speaking these stories and nurturing these practices of connection we can find wholeness also within these parts of ourselves and acceptance within these weavings that make us who we are and so like i mentioned this can look like um whatever feels true for you perhaps um it happens to come through particular or specific spirit guides or ancestors that are wanting to connect that you open up into as it feels safe and true or perhaps it looks like connecting with your lineage and heritage in general going on an exploration perhaps asking your parents or grandparents about the stories of your family and their own stories and the stories of their grandparents and their families that maybe you didn't get to meet perhaps creating a, a family tree as you remember also the names of your ancestors the names of your grandparents and great-grandparents and great-great-grandparents and writing them down on a tree that you can then um, 
see more tangibly and and sit with as you in different ways connect with um with those beings and hear their stories um or it can look like connecting with the traditions of your land that feel true for you um the fairy tales or the food or the music um that creativity that comes from that very unique place that you come from where there's so many beautiful traditions and stories and practices from all over the world and wherever you come from is the same it's just as important to explore and this reminds me actually of a quote that i discovered some years ago when i was also kind of embarking on this journey of exploring my my lineage and my heritage in these ways um it is now i i don't remember exactly word for word i'm going to paraphrase here <laughs> um when exploring the the medicine of our heritage we move past the stories of domination and empires and politics and instead move towards the the food and the the medicine stories and the music and the dance and the the creativity and art that has been passed down and in these ways we may be more fully nourished by the essence and the beauty of where we come from witnessing the art and the laughter and the love that has been shared and although these these stories of you know politics and domination um have their place and their time i feel that um there is already enough of those stories being shared that now instead we can choose to uh look look to the love and um this is also the work of releasing those burdens that maybe that may be continue to be carried <laughs> um that's a funny sentence but i hope you know what i mean we may release um those and work towards releasing those stories and instead instead remember and come back to the love and the play and the creativity that can be found there these stories of of wisdom and medicine that we can be received from our ancestors that have been passed down to us through the fairy tales through the music through the the folk stories and instruments and food and and so yeah this is uh, this can be a beautiful way to explore our heritage from a a different lens and to see all, all the beauty that lives in those spaces so i encourage you to to dive deeper in, into those aspects of where you come from if you haven't already and also the traditional clothing and you know all of those things um yeah and see what lives there for you and see how you connect with those things see what feels true and maybe what doesn't and kind of go from there this time is a really beautiful time in these ways as um the earth is beginning to wane and quiet 
and grow darker, we ourselves are also um, turning inward and quieting and opening up to a realm beyond the physical world. And so we can yeah, explore what this looks like for us and also enjoy the, the bliss and beauty that comes with turning more inward and enjoying that quiet stillness um, of exploring our own inner terrain and realms. For it has been now months and seasons of being out in the world and now coming back to ourselves and to our roots. Um, that is the ancestral work or that is one aspect of it. It can look like this. Um, coming back to our roots as coming back to the land and to these stories and to who we are, all these parts of ourselves. So yeah, <laughs> um, this is your invitation. May you enjoy the blessings that come with this time. And may you be supported in releasing the burdens that are no longer needing to be carried. May you see and remember all that you are and all that you come from and its beauty and blessings that are passed down to you. That is your birthright. May you claim all that is meant for you with love and ease. And may you remember all that you are a part of. These practices are also reminders of that, of all that we are a part of beyond ourselves. Remembering that we are not alone here. We are divinely guided by our family, by our relatives, by our ancestors. And we may praise and give thanks for that. So thank you for listening. I hope you received something that was needed again in this space. I hope you enjoy this turning of the wheel and this time that we find ourselves in. This thinning of the veil, as we said. May you enjoy the holidays that um, that are being celebrated at this time and um, yeah, those transmissions that are coming through for you to be received by the spirits. Um, thank you so much and you are deeply loved and held and protected and so it is.